Welcome to the Divine Feminine Revolution Podcast, where women are magical and empowered. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Monday, psychologist turned transformational feminine business coach. This podcast is for you if you want to prioritize your own pleasure, face your fears, and manifest your desires. This podcast is sponsored by the Fearless Feminine Academy, where I teach women how to turn their trauma into their superpowers. My goal is to show women that we can heal our world by creating time and financial freedom by doing whatever the fuck we want. Are you ready for the divine feminine revolution? Let's get vulnerable and go deep. I'm so honored that you're here. Okay. Hey, everybody. I'm Dr. Monday. I'm back with you all with the Fearless Feminine. And my guest today, Molly May, is an awesome healer. Let's go ahead and have you do your own little brag intro. Yeah, so I am Molly May. I'm a healer and I do a lot of work with you know, past life regression, Reiki, channeling, tarot. There's so many things that I do that it's like kind of hard to narrow it down, but I kind of like encompass it all under the umbrella of intuition. So I really like to help people to push themselves beyond what they think is normal or okay or um, like in like the societal norms, I kind of like to push people past that so they can really recognize within themselves, you know, how, how incredible it all is that we have these amazing gifts and we all have them, you know, that's what makes it so amazing. But yeah, that's, that's what I, I really like to do. I love, you know, just how magical we all are as individuals. It's so incredible to watch, um, you know, the growth that I have within myself, what I've, I've walked myself through all of the stuff that I've done before I share it with others. And um, then to see it's reciprocated within my clients and how they're receiving their intuition or um, how they've been able to navigate like with guides or through past lives. It's so interesting. It's so intriguing to watch the, the flow of how that goes. So yeah. What? <laughs> all of those things are like my favorite things. So I can't wait to talk with you in depth about it. I would just had a client, a therapy client the hour before, and just within a month or two of knowing me, they've like now like infiltrated the crystal store, they're clearing their house and their anxiety is so much better. And so I think once we really like remember who we are, whether it's like through clearing some of the past lives or just like embracing our magic. It's amazing how like awesome life can get. But when we're trying to control everything and make it like fit into this 3D paradigm, like it can just mm-hmm. totally stress you out. So tell me a little bit about like, how did you like come to realize your gifts? Oh, wow. That's a long story, but yes, I will tell it. <laughs> um, so it actually started happening to me when I was in high school and I... I really just started to understand that there was really big different things about me. But I realized earlier this year um, that I actually knew for a long time, even when I was a kid. So I, this is a story that's really fun. Um, I used to tell my mom, I was like, mom, I just feel like if I like touch people or like just anything, I just know things like, and she was like, you know, she didn't just let me sit with it. She didn't explain to me that that was empathy. She just let me roll with it. Like it was, it was awesome parenting at that point to let me discover 
what being like an empath really is and actually having a description of it before ever, you know, coming into context. So I knew for a while that I had gifts, but I think a lot of it came about, like I said, when I was in high school, I just started to, you know, I started to read tarot in high school. I, you know, I learned um, like the ins and outs and everything. I was like, I need to know this because this makes sense to me. And it's really, you know, once I form, formulated that communication with spirit, with God, whatever you want to call it, um, it just kind of all fell through this little rabbit hole in my brain. It just kind of all came through. And um, yeah, there's, there's so many things that like brought about the healing that I had experienced. But I think, you know, I had a really dark kind of outlook on reality for a long time because I just, it felt so so surface for me, you know, and then when I, I was on a lot of medication when I was younger, um, I was on like Adderall and Vyvanse and um, antidepressants. And so that kind of catapulted when I got off of those medications, so I was on them for 10 years, you know, after I got off of them, I really started to understand like, oh my gosh, like there's so many other feelings that I was like desensitizing myself to when I was taking those medications. And it really just, you know, blew up how I was feeling. Um, I had to relearn everything. I had to relearn how to eat. I had to relearn how to exercise because it's just like those medications, they affect you so much. So that was, I think, you know, for me, when I finally cleared my head, it was like, whoa, I'm really powerful. Like, this is amazing. Like I can do a lot. I just know a lot. And yeah, my, um, then my clairvoyance and clairaudience kind of, just came through in such a big way. I started channeling more. You can actually like witness the progression on my Instagram, which is kind of funny because they're like, you'll see like these tiny, like sad, like posts on the bottom of like my Instagram, some whatever. And then like you go forward and you see like these long like channelings. It's pretty interesting, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how it went. <laughs> it's really cool. I love that. You know, one book, um, that really helped me understand is like, um, Doreen Virtue has a book about like the caring of indigo children. Um, yeah. ended up like writing with Kyan. I think it's really good. They address like the mental health meds and I just see that a lot. Um, I've always worked with like teenagers who, you know, are <laughs> intuitively, if people come to my office, whether it's for coaching or for therapy, like they're a healer of some sort, even if they don't yeah that way you know they've got the gift and I was told very young in my professional career that um, I was going to be kind of like this bridge because I think a lot of people were so scared of like bipolar or schizophrenia or some of these serious things that I think we lump intuition and intuitive gifts and channeling all into the like kind of forbidden realm as far as mental health goes and I, I just don't think that's right because it is such a gift and I think so many of like our great mystics are on medication and kind of dulling their gifts and so not to shame anyone if you need your medication yeah. like, fine. that's like you know absolutely fine and you know I think that there you know with anything there's a gift in it for you so so where did you start? Did you start with Reiki? Did you start with past lives? Like, what did you- I started with tarot, actually. That was kind of what influenced, you know, a lot of where I came from and everything. But also, I feel like it really started with channeling, like if I'm going to be real with myself, because, you know, like tarot was kind of a byproduct of me channeling. It was a way that I could create a visual to explain what I was saying, you know, or already thinking. Because it's funny when I pull cards, 
Um, even to this day, I do this, like, I'll start talking to the cards when my client's with me. And it's so funny to just watch, like, the clients are so confused. Like, they're like, why are you, like, you're, like, talking to them and you, like, already are reading them. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but it's just, like, how I have to, like, communicate with that. It's really funny, but, <laughs> um, but yeah. And, yes, I started with tarot and channeling and they were, it's just been such an amazing journey to, like, work with those tools. Um, and, you know, it kind of happened so naturally for me. It was just kind of, I flowed with what was coming up and, you know, it kept telling me, I mean, well, actually I had a teacher of mine who pushed me into it. You know, she, they were like, you need to do this. Like you need to do this for a living. And I was like, I was so resistant, you know, I was so resistant. I was like, um, I don't know. <laughs> I was just like, I didn't want to like step on anybody's toes. Like it was like this whole realm of things I wasn't sure of. And then I kind of um, moved into a place where I, I found it within myself, like reciprocated that energy a little bit and, you know, really brought it into being this with, you know, my business and everything else. And it's been such a wild journey. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I find that it's like really great for intuitives to have business <laughs> because like we are not meant to be working eight to fives. Like it's just not going to happen. We have to honor our sensitivities and our rhythms and cycles and everything. And so, um, I remember, uh, for me, like I started doing my Reiki training like while I was in grad school. And so I feel like energy work and my counseling just like really fused. And I didn't really know it at the time, but I was channeling as well. And so like what I would say to someone when they came to me for therapy really was like intuitive, you know, kind of clear audience messages. And they just were like, wow, she's like a natural. She's like a great therapist, you know, but it was like <laughs> a little something extra. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of funny to like trust that. So what is you know, cause I think channeling is one of those words that sometimes people are like afraid of it. Um, what's, what's been your experience with that? Like, how do you view it? Oh, like when yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. So kind of how I do it is I'm, I have a really close connection with my guides mm -hmm. and what they told me is they said, let it funnel through your crown chakra, hit your throat chakra and just come out of your mouth. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you're kind of like word vomiting your, the, the generalized feelings of whether it be for you or for collective or for somebody else you know it's it kind of just comes into like this natural flow with how you're speaking you know uh and it's sometimes it's kind of hard to explain because there's so many different points of reference that are in channeling that you can tap into but you know i know with um my intuition circles i definitely that i've done in the past um it's interesting because you you know one person will come in and they're really resistant to channeling or to letting you know letting those words just flow and by the end of the circles they're just like yeah let's do this like they're getting into the flow of everything but um you know it's always different i think channeling is just one of those things that it can be you know it can be you know more micro but it can also be really macro and we can all i think we can all take like whatever channeling it is i think we can all take something from it um, whether it be for somebody else or for yourself too. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally feel that, you know, like I always just as a therapist, like people would just tell me, so I didn't have to like intuit it or like, you know, sort of like have that visionary piece because they were already like telling me all their secrets and issues. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but I remember I was at a medical intuition workshop uh, over at Disneyland um, with Dr. Mona Lisa Schultz, who she's amazing. She's a psychiatrist and she's a medical intuitive. So she's kind of got the science and the gift. And she talks a lot about how like trauma actually like rewires our brain to be more intuitive. That whole like walking on eggshells moment where we're like trying to create safety. And then, you know, then some of us are just like very empathic in general. Um, but we had this exercise where we were supposed to do like an, a medical intuition reading just based on someone's birthday and their initials. And I just did not think that that was something that like I could do. And then when I did my reading, it was like a hundred percent accurate. And it was this moment where I was like, oh, that's why therapy is so intense for me. <laughs> I'm getting the full thing, you know, and the empathic thing of all the feelings and all the, you know, sometimes the ancestry and the past lives and the whole bit. And I feel like a lot of that stuff, um, I just actually, um, my little calendar today said, um, that which is blocked and buried within you forms the root of fear from Mickey Singer, the untethered soul. And I thought that was so good because I feel like a lot of times that's past life stuff. So tell me a little bit about like, how did you come to study past lives? What's it been like to do past life work with your clients? Yeah. Um, so I actually started not too long ago, but um, I think I got my Beyond Quantum Healing certification in February. So yeah, that's been such an amazing journey. So kind of how I got into it is a friend of mine does QHHT and I have always, I've always had an interest in it, but it just never solidified into like something that I could do. And I became really close to this friend and she, you know, she and I would do sessions together and I came out of my first session and I was like, I'm going to do this for a living. <laughs> it was like just so quick for me to um, come into this place where I was excited about where I was, I was going. You know, I was like, this is what I want to do. Um, and that was such a magical, magical moment there. I mean, I've, I've, at this point, I think I've gone through like 16 of my own past lives, yeah. um, which is you know, actually it's a little bit more than that because there was one session where I went through like a ton of them. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's just been such a wild journey. I just love how impactful, like I call it like the, the uh, conscious field of resonance. Like I just love how it seeps into you and helps to heal like little parts of you. I don't know if you've ever received like, um, that, did you have you done like beyond quantum healing or QHHT? I haven't done that particular modality, but I've definitely done like past life regressions and reading yeah. stuff. So yeah, cool. Okay. More about that. Yeah, what's interesting is in um, I'm not I can't speak for other sessions, but for beyond quantum healing and QHHT, you know, we actually go and we talk to the higher self, and that's what is so impactful. Is I think you know, as I've gone through like my own past lives and everything, like I only speak from my experience. I can't speak for others' experience, you know, <laughs> but um, those are, I get some of like the most deep questions I need answered in the higher self portion. I think for me now, it's like that whole section of the sessions is so important for me because there's so many layers that can get uncovered I mean I've channeled you know gods and goddesses like you know for my own specific healing and 
you know, I'm, I'm working on trying to post some of those, but it's hard <laughs> sometimes. But um, yeah, there's just so much, so much about past lives that I think is so interesting. It's, we all, we all come here for such beautiful purposes and being able to kind of light that up within somebody or just remember, you know, their purpose. I like to think of, you know, working with past lives is just, we're tapping into memories. You know, we just have to sink into a place where we can receive those memories and it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really cool. Like some of the stuff I've studied has been like around like bringing some of like your talents from past lives forward, like through the Akashic record yeah. and everything yes. super deep into that. But like, I just feel like as a humanity, like we're doing that more and more just kind of like mm-hmm. on our own. And- yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree with that. Especially like for me, when I had my daughter, uh, you know, I was pregnant during 2012, which was like a big shift point. And then, you know, in some circles, they say that really like 2013 and beyond is kind of like a whole nother like era. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does feel like very true. And so I think, you know, the the kids born um, in that age range and gosh, you know, the astrology has been so intense for the past few years. I can only imagine what these like little littles mm-hmm. <laughs> human gifts are. And then I think at the same time, while we have our like past life strengths and gifts, um, we also like have our past life traumas. And so that's something that we've dealt with with pretty much every round of the Fearless Feminine Academy is that most people, if they're a healer in this lifetime, they've been a healer in past lifetimes. And that always hasn't, that hasn't always gone very well. You know, um, if you're a witch or a midwife or, you know, a, a healer of some sort, you know, like a lot of times, uh, as we know, even in present day, like the other has been persecuted. And so I think a lot of times what I notice around healers is they kind of struggle to like charge their worth or to like get visible and they carry a lot of fear that they'll be like misunderstood or persecuted in some way. And so I feel like clearing those past lives that like, if that happened in a past life, I think can give like so much permission to just like embrace your current gift. And I think it's a really exciting time because I think it's like, becoming safe to just like come out of the broom closet or like whatever you want to call it, you know, come out with your gifts because that's the thing, like working in mental health, it's like, you know, good job security. Well, same thing for healing, you know, I mean, I think we're at such a revolutionary crossroads at this moment. Like it's just, it's important that we all come out with like our gifts. Mm -hmm. We all have that, you know, unique medicine to share and I think honestly like everybody I meet and talk to has that unique medicine and you know it's just how do you want to create it how do you want to refine it how do you want to develop it whatever whatever way that looks like I think that there's so many so many gifts that we all have that it's just especially at this time it's so important that we share them with you know even if it's just our friends or our um our partners or whoever it is, it's just like sharing them, sharing them with, you know, the people that are in your life. Um, and this is just beautiful. I love like the whole um, medicine man, woman journey. Like, I think that's so beautiful. Like, it's just so interesting to see how people, especially healers develop over time. I think it's beautiful, but yeah, I love that. <laughs> and I think, you know, like self-expression is so healing, you know, and I think that yeah. um, there's been such pressure to like conform in certain ways that I'm really excited. Like, I think with your generation and, and below in particular, um, you know, like as we are getting 
to the age where we're old enough to like have power in the traditional structure and like be out in the world and like get to own our own inner authority and our sovereignty. It's like really exciting to see people just, you know, come out with their creative and healing gifts. Totally agree. It's so much fun to, I know like it's interesting because when I started my, my journey myself, like I had kind of like several people who were with me on that journey who were also developing their own healing gifts and it's just amazing to watch what has come about within that time um and now we're like all like trading sessions with each other and like we're like here you have to learn this like we have like group talks like on instagram and stuff just like stuff that we've all been working towards and i just the whole the sharing I think is the most like impactful thing. It's just like somebody feels safe enough to share their gifts or their medicine with you. That's just, oh, it's so beautiful to watch people just come alive with that co-creative force with, you know, their, how they're trying to interact with the world or what they're trying to bring into the world. I think it's so beautiful. <laughs> I think that's huge is like that sisterhood and support because you really do need like a small kind of sacred container to like practice these things and really like have someone like validate it and mentor you with it to the point where like you trust yourself enough to kind of go for it. And so I love seeing that like accessibility piece come across the internet. Like I feel like it's kind of like the wild, wild west in the sense that like these traditional structures where you had to like get a degree or you had to like get a certain training or whatever, like people are just like claiming that they have a gift and they're going for it. And, you know, they're like kind of sidestepping the patriarchy. And it kind of makes me so excited to see that people just like, you know, it's like kind of going back in a way to like more like indigenous vibe, like where it's just like you are who you are versus like all these sort of like man-made structures that we like hoops we have to jump through, you know? Mm -hmm. Nope, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Did you have any fears about like starting a business or like going online? Yeah, I, I think really, I felt like nobody would take me seriously. Um, because I knew, I knew that my intuition was really strong and I knew that I could work one-on-one with people, but I also was really afraid of coming into that much of a visibility with my gifts because at the time, you know, (laughs) you know, my parents, like they kind of thought I was a little crazy, like, and so did kind of, I mean, because what kind of happened in my life was I was in massage school and I decided like, you know, halfway through, I was like, I'm going to finish the class, but I'm not going to get the certification. And it was just a really big stepping stone for me. And honestly, like, I'm really glad that I didn't um, because like there's, I don't think my life would be a lot different if I had done that. But um, yeah. And so as I was working through that, I realized I was like, you know, I have a lot of gifts. Like I was reading cards, like in massage school and everything. That's where I learned about Reiki and everything else, um, all different types of healing. So yeah, I think really, I was just scared because I saw how people, like I was, I mean, I've been treated really badly for like, you know, doing what I do. Like I have, you know, I've had those moments where people are just trying to bring me down. I understand, you know, not everybody's going to understand that. 
Um, I think that in a way kind of brought me down too, just a little bit. It was just, but at the same time, I still pushed forward. I still, you know, recognized my own strength and power to um, invite in that new life for myself because I knew it wasn't going to vibe with me to like do a normal nine to five job I, I could I couldn't do it like <laughs> I tried it was not working <laughs> and um but you know from that point forward I just I started to like it's almost like I was like reading a book and as I was reading that book of myself you know I became more okay with sharing myself um and my story and how like in what ways I'm connected because it began to become reciprocated by my peers and you know I've talked to so many people and I, I literally everybody's had a crazy experience with their intuition and I was like it just kind of pushed me forward in that way but I also had a lot of people to support me and I think that was what really changed you know when I was having down days or anything, I would have people that would be like, Molly, remember. And I'm like, ah, like I just need, like that's all I needed. I just needed someone to tell me to remember. And I'm like, I got it. Okay, I'm good. Let me, let me just go through this again. <laughs> but I think that's, it's such a powerful thing to allow yourself, like anybody who's watching this too or listening, um, to be vulnerable with yourself because you have no idea what's going to come out of that. And, you know, for me, I've had such an amazing success with just working with, it was like one-on-one, -on -one. it was just people I knew for a long time. And then it just grew and grew and grew to like where I find interesting people just come up to me and they just start talking to me about their lives. And I'm like, ah, I just love it. It's so amazing. I don't really have any like normal conversations anymore. Like it's just not like a thing. <laughs> it's amazing, but I just, I love it. It's so cool. <laughs> Well, you know, that's kind of been the universal thread through all these interviews on the Fearless Feminine podcast is that um, basically everybody had that moment where they went a little crazy um, according yeah. to their like family or their loved ones or whatever. <laughs> and I think it's like, it is crazy to kind of go for what you want and it shouldn't be that way. I don't usually you should, but like for emphasis, <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, you know, they're just trying to keep us safe. And so like, whether it's like taking, you know, becoming a healer or taking your gifts online, like, you know, it can feel really scary because like, how do you protect your loved one from the inevitable like criticism or like negative response or whatever that's going to happen. And yet those are just like those people's triggers. I mean, it doesn't really have anything to do with you. And, you know, unfortunately, I think there's still like so many people who are not self-expressed and are not following their truth and their gifts that like when they see someone else doing it, you know, they like want to squash that when really it's like, <laughs> I just did a series of like sales posts that was like, don't hate her, be her, <laughs> you know? Aww. And so it's like, um, you know, and I wish we could do that extra step of just being like, oh, if I'm jealous or envious or triggered by this person, like, what does she have that I'm wanting in my life, you know, that I can claim for myself? And sometimes it's just permission to go for it. Mm -hmm. I think jealousy and envy are such good teachers because they, they show you like 100% without a filter, just where you know, we need to grow or like in including our triggers, like boiling that down back to like our ego. And they, there's so many things that can we can help to understand and learn from that space, just 
and I think, you know, I'm honestly really grateful for the people who had triggers against me because I think I just learned so much from that experience of how to authentically represent myself, but also not take in, you know, the like the like nitty gritty of what they were saying. Cause I just, I don't need that. You know, it's just like all these things, like every interaction, I feel like you have a choice to like what you're going to take in and what you're going to like leave behind uh, that conscious field of resonance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so huge. And it's so freeing, you know, when it's just like their stuff is really about them, not about you. I know for me, like I started using like tarot cards and Oracle cards, like in my therapy sessions and people loved it, but I always like felt like a little bit, like it was, um, taboo, you know? And so then when I, you know, I've been doing this for years and like, you know, obviously I got the results and I like honed everything and, you know, I had done different healings and then just incorporated them. Luckily with psychology, you know, like mindfulness and all that stuff kind of started to come through more and more. And then I worked at a holistic treatment center and then we started to do like yoga as part of it. And we did energy work as part of it. And I was like, oh, it's so exciting just to have it like front row. Like this is what people are coming for is the holistic piece. Um, and then, um, but taking it online to like everybody was like really huge. I'm in a group, um, of, uh, kind of like a mini pod of, uh, former therapists and psychologists who have become coaches. And we all have this baggage around, like, can we really do this on the internet? Like there's still, I think particularly in psychology, there's still so much like fear and rules and, and boundaries that, that may or may not be, um, effective in having these really deep relationships and conversations with people. And so I feel like online businesses and coaching is just, it's really going to rewrite how everything is done, you know? And so I feel like it's a really exciting time. And obviously like COVID and everything else is pushing that forward as we're all, you know, kind of experiencing what the new normal is, so to speak. Um, what do you feel like is the the vision for the future? Like as we're at this big, like transformation crossroads? Ooh. Yeah, um, it's interesting because for about three years before um, this year, <laughs> I was receiving, but I was also having others receive around me uh, the the polarity between love and fear, and I was really feeling that, and I think now I'm feeling that even more just with COVID and. I think that is kind of, you know, this big shift that people keep talking about is just that polarity between love and fear and, you know, how I I feel like during this time I've been able to ease more easily recognize what it feels like to be in my love and what it feels like to be in my fear. Mm. And I think that's been kind of kind of like a micro little journey for me to like navigate um, where I can choose love and where I can choose fear. And it's, it's just very interesting. But I definitely feel like that's the shift going on right now, along with, you know, like we were talking about people recognizing that they have these unique, this unique medicine, this unique power, this unique strength. Um, I feel like, you know, definitely we're, I think all of us want to move to a place where our lives are more about 
healing and growing and cultivating the human experience. But at the same time, you know, we're dealing with the like patriarchy and conditioning and brainwashing that's going on in this world. Um, so I think we have we have a, we have a lot of choices to make as a collective um, to what we are putting our energy towards. And I, I mean, obviously, like we're still going to buy into a lot of that stuff for a while, but because <laughs> it's just our conditioning and the way we're made. But way we've been conditioned to walk through this planet <laughs> but I think that you know we're coming into a deeper understanding of you know I mean I've noticed within my clients even recently that people are coming to me more throughout COVID because it's just there's so many things that are being brought up to people um, whether that be loss whether that be anxiety or fear whether that be loneliness like you know, there, there's a lot of that like transpiring throughout the collective themes within just, I mean, at least my clients, but I'm sure you've experienced that too. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's really what I'm, I'm feeling for going forward. That's what we're kind of bringing ourselves into. <laughs> Yeah, I think fear mongering has been such a tool of the patriarchy. You can definitely see it like in the more conservative politics, like how they often use fear mongering as a way to get elected. And it works because like we know from the brain that um, when you basically attack someone via fear, it shuts down their logical thinking. And so I think that's how we get people to kind of like vote against their own like interests of like basic human you know, caring for people as a society, you know? And so, I mean, you can see this in the media and politics and everything. And so I think, um, particularly for empaths, for sensitives, for intuitives, you know, I think, um, it's hard to live in such a culture of fear. And I really feel like that's what's shifting. And I think it's going to happen so quickly. Like, I mean, look what's already happened in the past few months. And I think you can kind of see that a lot of things are collapsing and it looks messy and it freaks some people out. But I think it's also like in such a quick way, taking care of the things that need to collapse. And so I just think there, there's going to be so much like love and safety and care for each other and self-expression and just like freedom that comes out of this. Like, I'm so excited for the future. And I feel like it, even like within my daughter's lifetime, I feel like she's going to live such a different, she already is like living such an amazing life that, um, full of adventure and like freedom and just like being able to go for what you want. Like, I'm so excited for like my generation, the indigos to like really have power, you know, cause we're like in our forties or about to be. And then like, as you all come up and then as the little ones come up, you know, like, I just feel like that in itself is going to like, you know, crush the patriarchy because they're just going to age out, you know? And like the, the younger ones, you know, like we're just coming from a place of love, you know? And I think it's, you know, with trauma, like it, usually when people have trauma, which obviously the older generations have a lot of, they live through like world wars and depressions and all kinds of things. You know, a lot of times what it does is it closes you. It either opens you way up or it closes you way down. It usually is one or the two extremes, you know? And so I feel like some of the younger generations, we've been encouraged to like, you know, tend to our feelings and, you know, be more expressed and more creative and, and now we all have like our virtual platforms. So it's much easier to like, basically just like hand the healers the microphone and then we'll be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs>
Yeah. Me too. Uh, well, so like, tell me a little bit about like what what does like a typical session look like for you? I'm sure it's like really different each time, but like, tell me a little bit about the work that you do. Yeah. So most of my sessions, like aside from past life stuff, mm-hmm. um, it's really, you know, I love really getting to know people. I want my clients to be able to authentically express themselves to me. So I can then kind of work with, you know, what, what we need to possibly work on or go through, you know, in my tarot sessions, I kind of have like four tiers to my work. Mm -hmm. Um, So in the first tier, it's like channeling, personalized meditations, tarot channeling, and there's some other stuff in there too. But, you know, that's like the first tier. That's kind of like, you know, if people come to me and they're like, I want an introduction. um, That's kind of what I'll put people towards. Then I have my classes, which is the second tier. And in that we, you know, I have my tarot class and intuition development course. Um, and those are probably the two most popular things that I do because people really like, I mean, I've noticed people really like to learn <laughs> and they want to be able to express their own magic too. So that's the big ones. And then of course, my past life regression sessions are kind of the third tier. I like to really get to know people on a really deep level. I mean, we talk for almost two hours sometimes before the session even starts. So sometimes my sessions can be pretty long, (laughs) Um, but they're, they're beautiful. I love being able to work with people in that way. Magical. And then the last thing that I do is something that I've recently come out with, which is my mentorships. So this is kind of all encompassing. Um, It's more kind of like a coaching, uh, it's a 10 week kind of program where we just talk and talk and talk about where we can grow. I do meditations, exercises to kind of remind you and open up those gifts, which is stuff that I've also, I talk about in my course and I kind of bring that through like a little bit because my course is only five lessons, but I think it's important that if you want to have somebody to work with. Um, doing the actual action stuff that we can have a space for that that can be cultivated too. And, you know, I just, I try to give people as much as I can. I just, I love like seeing the magic in everybody's lives. I think that's, that's what's so beautiful is people will come to me and write me these like long messages about like how they've awakened and within themselves and how, you know, they like, I hear this all the time. People are like, I think I'm crazy. And I'm like, no, like you're not crazy. You're freaking magical. Like, look at how amazing that is that you can actually have, you know, what you're feeling reciprocated by the messages that you're receiving in the universe. I think it's so incredible. So um, it's kind of my sessions, they work, they're probably like, you know, most of them are like an hour to two hours, just kind of depends. And we just really get into, um, I like working with patterns a lot. I think that's one of the things that I'm, I'm really, I'm a Virgo, I'm really analytical. So I like get in there and I'm like, you know, but I also have like the spiritual side of myself too. And I'll get in there and just ask those tough questions. I really hold people accountable to, if they've said something to me before, I, I remember that and I'll bring it up again. I'm like, well, you told me this, you know, like <laughs> we'll, we'll work through it together, but it's really interesting. Um, and I like noticing where, where people want to grow too. I think that's something that a lot of teachers and healers can sometimes miss. It's like, I like seeing like, all right, well, you're working with me. Like, what do you want to get from it? Like, how can I support you in what you want to do? 
what you want to cultivate within your life and um I just love how different everybody is it's so cool <laughs> just how I'm thinking of like tons of different clients right now and just how they've walked themselves through this reality and how they've grown but really I just I like to remind people of their gifts and how to use them in a practical way I always tell people this it's like I think you know, a lot of times it can be like you're searching for something that's like way outside of yourself, but really it's like, make it easy for yourself. Like make it as easy as possible for yourself to receive these downloads, gifts, whatever, whatever wants to come to you. And, you know, when we kind of just surrender that a little bit and just kind of sink into it a little bit more um, and really start doing those actions, uh, that's when things can really change and cultivate in people's lives. But yeah, that's kind of what I do. <laughs> yeah, and that's when life gets really magical is when we let it be easy and we just like open it up to receive back all the good stuff we've already put into the world. And that, like, I love seeing that happen um, for myself, even for the people that I yeah. work with. It's like, ah, uh, like, so like life affirming. Well, I just want to say you're like totally channeling some priestess vibes with your, with your head wrap. And I feel like, <laughs> like kind of in and out, like, I feel like I could see like a, a an old timey version of you as well as you were talking about this. And I just love that you're sharing your story and your wisdom. And I really appreciate that. So tell us like, how do we find you on the interweb? Like, how do we work with you? Tell me all the things. Yeah. So really I'm, I'm pretty laid back when it comes to that. I think that's one of my challenges as a healer. <laughs> Still working with that, but I'm currently developing my website. It's not ready yet. But I have my Instagram, uh, which is Molly May underscore Rainbow Beam. And then I also have my Facebook page, which is Thy Harmony Manifest. Um, and that's like a good way to get in contact with me. But also, if you are already friends with me, you know, just reach out and send me a message. That's pretty much how most people get in touch with me. <laughs> um, and I look through my messages all the time to make sure that you know, even if it's like not one of my friends, like that they can, you know, come and talk to me. I think I'm the only Molly May that's on the internet. So it's not that hard to find me, which is nice. Branding. Yeah, I was like, this is really great. <laughs> but yeah, so those are my two places that you can find me. Um, but also, you know, if you even want to send me an email, I have my emails, molly.mcb865 at gmail.com. <laughs> it's pretty easy. <laughs> Awesome. Well, it was so, we've been like, you know, hanging out on the web. And so it was so nice to like see you face to face and hear your story. Yeah, you too. And everything. So I'm so grateful that you asked me to be on your podcast and just on here in general. I think what you're cultivating is so needed, especially in our small little Knoxville community. You know, I think there's, there's so much life that you can give to that. So thank you for letting me be on here so yeah <laughs> you know I had a reading um with Victoria Farley who used to own a metaphysical shop here in Knoxville a few years back she was saying like it's starting local for you even though it's gonna go like much more like worldwide um but like I noticed that in Knoxville Tennessee you know for people who are listening is like overall like fairly conservative and yet like we're by these like beautiful like mystical like rivers and lakes and mountains and we're in like Cherokee land and and much older tribes even. And so there's so much like 
just like spirit and magic in the air. And so I find that there's like this mixture of like um, uber Christian and conservative. And then there's also like a mixture of all these like magical healers. And in the 10, 15 years I've been here, like people are starting to come out with it and it's becoming more visible. And I feel like it's just really exciting to see that. And not that you actually have this conversation with a client the last hour, I was like, you can be both. Like, you don't have to pick, you know, like you can be Christian you can do these practices. Like you get to define it for yourself. And so I think it's just so exciting to see like some of the rigidity releasing and then, and seeing like just the healing of communities and, you know, just like the collective consciousness, like rising is so exciting to see. All right. Well, thank you all so much. And uh, join us next time. Bye everybody. Thanks for listening to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Want to keep the conversation flowing? Find us on Facebook at the Divine Feminine Revolution Facebook group, where revolutionary women gather to listen to their hearts, monetize their gifts, and change the world.